2017, a crack Namsoft unit formed a supergroup to create the most immersive Vietnam experience. These men promptly escaped from the normal pickup gameplay to the Milsim Underground. Today, still wanted by the community, they survive as producers of fortune. If you have interest, if no one else does it right, and if you can come correct, maybe you can join the Bay Team. What's up, everybody? This is Liam from Broken Arrow. This is the Broken Arrow Podcast, episode 23. We have a pretty star-studded cast on this episode. With me in person is Mike Ferrucci. Say what's up, Ferrucci. What's going on, guys? And then we got a few boys on the phone. Mikey O'Donnell. Say what's up, Mike. What's up? Then we got CJ. What's going on, everybody? And then we have a special guest, Jim Lennon. Say what's up, Jim. Hey, what's going on? All right, so a little later we'll have Sully back on. We're going to talk about a few things that we've been doing, working off outside of the airsoft field. Um, we got a lot of things going on outside of the airsoft field. One of those things is the Museum of American Armor on Long Island. We're working with Jim from the Long Island Living History Association. So, Jim, you want to tell us a little bit about Lila or the Long Island Living History uh, Association? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so uh, Lila started a, a long time ago. Uh, Jim, some of you know Jim. Uh, Jim Michelle is my uh, my partner in crime. There, uh, we started Lila uh, in order to make like a a clearinghouse, so to say. We're, we see we get so many requests for different type of events and different time periods. And Jim and I have been involved in the hobby for a while. We knew and we belonged to several different groups that did several different time periods. So we we knew a lot of people. So we would turn people on to different groups if they needed, you know, they wanted uh, they wanted cavalry, civil war cavalry. We knew guys, you know, right. uh, things like that. Um, so that's that's how we got started. Um, we started doing our own events at uh, Old Beth Page Village Restoration on Long Island. Um, we did a, a couple of timeline events. Uh, we did some World War II events. Uh, but basically, we bring museum. Well, there was no Museum of American Armor. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. But we bring uh, vehicles out and reenactors out and basically open up to the public uh, for a weekend. We we used to do an air, uh, a C-47 program flying out of uh, um, the, not the, cradle, <laughs> the American Air Power Museum at Republic Airport. Uh, and through them, they had some World War II vehicles uh, being stored in the museum uh, by a, uh, a nameless, well-to-do uh, owner. And occasionally, he'd let us bring the vehicles out. He had a Sherman tank. Yeah, it's a it's a hybrid. It's like a not a Frankenstein, but it's a hybrid of an M4 and an Easy Eight, an A3 and an Easy Eight. He had an M8 Scout car um, and uh, an M20. So we would bring those things out and uh, open them up to the public. And we actually brought them to Beth Page one for one, one of our events. 
and the future vice president of the Museum of American Armor, uh, Gary Louis, was uh, part of the uh, American Air Power Museum. And he saw what we were doing. He liked what we were doing. And basically, he gave us heads up and said that depending on how we did at this one particular event, I believe it was like 2013 or 14, he said, you know, he basically said, you know, big things are going to happen. Okay. So we had been gaining following for, for many years. Uh, we got up to almost 8,000 people through in a weekend. Which wow. is pretty good. It's yeah. the second largest event on Long Island in Nassau County, anyway. Um, and Gary came up to us afterwards and said, "Listen, he said uh, he actually had a meeting. He called us to a big office building with a big boardroom and a table. Basically, laid out plans for us and said, listen, 'Listen, we're opening up a museum at Old Bethpage Village. Uh, it's going to be an armor museum.' And uh, he asked us if we'd be involved. So." Uh, it jumps at the chance to have a museum in our backyard. Yeah. You know, uh, so once that, once that came to fruition, this guy, uh, I can say his name, I guess, Lawrence Kadish, uh, he put his own money into this museum, millions of dollars. Uh, some of you guys have seen it. Uh, beautiful building, great place. And steadily started filling it with vehicles. And they're up or down like 40 some odd vehicles right now. Yeah. Uh, everything from, you know, a Model A, <laughs> World War One uh, type sedan to, uh, we have an M48. So, and we actually uh, gained a couple of Vietnam vehicles, um, some, of, some of the lesser song heroes of Vietnam. Right. Uh, a v, <laughs> a V100 Commando. Right, and you guys got, like, they got that this year, right? That was, yeah, that was as recent as 2020-ish? Last, last year. Yeah. In, in uh, what the hell year is it? 2020. 2020. Uh, 2020. Longest year 2020, ever. 2019. I'm yeah. sorry. And then uh, the 114 just came in the beginning of the year. Right. Uh, very beginning of this year. So it's a 114. It's not a 113. We, we begged them to get a 113, but uh, I, I can't explain why things happen. Bureaucracy. <laughs> but anyway, basically, and we have, a, one of the guys has a mule. A lot of guys keep their own private vehicles there. So we've got a mule there. We've got a couple of mutts. Yeah. Um, so it's a nice, nice little selection of vehicles, and we get to, and we get to play with everything. You know, everything runs. Um, if it doesn't run, it will run, and that's that's the beauty of that museum. Right. Um, we have a pretty good relationship with the, yeah, the well, a very good relationship with the VP and uh, the director. Our relationship fluctuates, but <laughs> right now we're on good terms with them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we get to do we do some cool events uh, when when the world is normal. We run what's called an armor experience, where we basically have the public come in and we put them in a vehicle and basically run them through a reenactment. They, we take them out on a patrol with a, a platoon of infantry. Uh, we run into snipers. We, we actually take a, take a German position. We have Op 4, uh, some of our own guys uh, dressed as Germans. Right. Um, we use blank firing weapons. Um, but uh, it's, it's something that's people have been traveling from you know around the country to come to it so i guess it's pretty cool yeah yeah you know, we do it a lot it's, it's a big play you know so right it, it takes somebody new to remind me of how cool it is sometimes because it's a lot of work and uh like you know you're running something and you get nothing but headaches but, but the end result you're like okay it was, it was pretty good you know right and like think about it as a reenactor like that's the, the premier event that you want to achieve 
and get to, you know, that level you want to get to with like having a reenactment with vehicles. It's that's, that's the highest you want to like, it's gotta be one of the highest things you want to get to or strive to to do. You know, it's, it really lends, listen, those vehicles have sat in whatever warehouses, garages, uh, other museums for many, many years, just a sign in front of it, you know, telling people what it might've thought. When you add people, in uniform, whatever you want to call us, you know, reenactors, historians, living historians, are all, but when you add somebody that tell the story of that vehicle and to repeat the stories they heard from veterans about what happened in that vehicle right. or a vehicle like that, it just takes it to a new level and actually you start to tell the story for the vehicle, not of the vehicle, you know? Yeah. It's just pretty cool. So you guys uh, reached out to Broken Arrow last year to basically fill in that role, but for Vietnam. Since we, I guess we were, um, I know Frucci and Joe set something up, and link that we get, then Jim and I got linked up together, and we kind of, you know, worked something out where we were to uh, attend. Was a tanker weekend. It was supposed yeah. to be in September this year. Yeah. Obviously got canceled, yeah. but I mean, in the future, that's kind of a goal for us between between our two groups is to to fill in the Vietnam role and you know build like a fire base or something at the museum during you know during tanker weekend. Hopefully, hopefully it happens next year. That'd be great. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't. I don't. I don't see any problem with that happening. Yeah. Uh, Vietnam is one of those things that uh, not a lot of guys. At the museum, were were, were you know, had kids who were into it really. Yeah, and we've got some veterans, Vietnam veterans that uh that have kids, and they and when we've done things, they've done it with us. Um, I mean, the earliest thing I remember us doing was we did the United War Veterans Foundation uh, Vietnam Veterans Memorial Day back in March of 2015, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked us to come out and be involved in their memorial program. And we did displays, and we were really nervous because it was the first time we ever did anything with Vietnam vets, like right, you know, specifically. Right. And you were worried how you're going to be received and whatnot, how they're going to react. And they set us up in a in a in the first floor of their their building. And man, we couldn't have gotten a better reception. These guys, these guys were just you can just see they were walking down memory lane. Every last right. one of them. There was one guy saw a wall laying on the on the table and. He 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 asked, "Do you mind?" And one of the guys, "Go ahead." He picked this thing up and he he deployed it, checked his back, <laughs> back blast, <laughs> like he was a rogue man. He you know this yeah. guy done this so many times. Like he didn't he lose it, you know. Yeah. Like holy shit, that's pretty cool. You know, this guy still had it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really cool. We realized that you know what, there's a there's a uh, uh, an area here that you know we need to fill and. We, st- we did, uh, took a display case at the museum and uh, we filled it uh, also between my collection and Jim's collection with some stuff, you know, uh, uh, Pick 25 and um, a couple of rifles, some grenades, some, some personal stuff. Right. And, it, it, you know, one of the one of the times we, I was there working, I volunteering, we don't work, we volunteer. And uh, I saw a guy over there, you know, looking at it. And I, I, you know, judging by him, he's the right age. So I went over him. You know, always looking to get stories, you know, and hear about it. And and basically, he stopped me in my tracks. He said, uh, when did you do this? Because he had been to the museum before. I said, uh, I said, oh, we just did this a couple of weeks ago. Just put this display together a couple of weeks ago. 
And I said, oh, and he goes, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, now I didn't get to ask questions. So he just like floored me with that. He's like, that's really, that's really, that's really great. You guys did that. And, you know, like, that's why we do it. That, you know, you want to get the, you, you want yeah. those veterans, especially now, you know. And even even some Korean War veterans, you know, we're still getting them. And, and when you when you mention them, uh, you, you know, that they're not forgotten. It means a lot to them. Yeah. You know, and we are now veterans and, you know, they're welcome home as long, you know, long overdue. And uh, it's nice to see that, you know, uh, like that event you guys came to, uh, it's the Long Island Air Force Veterans Appreciation Day. And they actually give the, the vets an award. And basically it's a welcome home award. And, right. Uh, the families and friends are invited to it. And you guys saw it. it it's great. It really, it, it's just, just letting them know that, you know, yeah. Somebody dropped the ball way back when when they came home, but you know what? We're picking it up and and uh, you know we're remembering them now. So it's a uh, it's a it's a neat it's a neat thing. And frankly, you know, you guys coming out, uh, you guys to me, you guys made the day. It was a uh, I think that was the first time I met you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you guys walked in the spot. I was like, oh shit! It's like all right, we found the right group, man. <laughs> it's like you guys are. Yeah, I mean for us, for, yeah, I mean for us as a like a group, like yeah, we, we we all mess around and joke around about coming correct and stuff, but like we still like take we do take it somewhat serious, and it was an honor to like be invited to the museum and do that. So like we like we were we were happy we were happy with like for you know future endeavors with whatever we're gonna have going on at that museum with you guys. So well, again, um, I, I look forward to just doing a lot more with you guys and and, and shit. <laughs> I don't know, can I say shit? I say yeah, shit. yeah, you can. We we have explicit. Okay. We we're marked as explicit on Spotify <laughs> and stuff. So right. you say cock balls, fuck, anything. Or NSFW. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, with with the again bringing you guys, uh, I want to say under the wild umbrella. Again, you know, we're not take. We don't. We just basically work with groups right you got yeah you guys are kind of like the hub for other groups to you know right right exactly and and you guys fill a niche a a huge niche and uh and programming we want to do more programming oriented programming yeah and and through lila so you know i'm just i'm just so glad we met you guys and uh that all our personality seemed to jive yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We think about it, we've all been stuck on a boat the last uh, few weekends <laughs> with each other. So haven't thrown anybody overboard. Nope. <laughs> uh, just a scooter. Just, just a scooter. Don't mention it. happened. No. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you guys came to our big event. You get, you guys came to Operation Coaches Green, oh. and you know we we. We did for um, for Oregon Trail. We put you guys on staff because you guys are actually gonna uh, staff the base. Is, I mean, just basically not even to, to be insulting as remps. So you guys are gonna be like oh. rear echelon, uh, you know, soldiers and yep. you know yeah. between cooks and clerical stuff. Like, so it's welcome because everyone everyone at least in our community wants to go out, and I get that. So having guys keeping the base. You know, living and breathing as we're out, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it, it's the best thing we can we can really ask for. It's beneficial to have that extra structure. I mean, especially what went on this year. Even though this year went very smoothly, but having that you know m- you know more of a backbone is yeah. definitely going to make that your operation that much more clean. Oh, one hundred percent, man. Like like even me, like I'd have to really worry about the talk. 
Yep. Um, the, the, you know, setting things up and checking people in, it was all right. taken care of. I, exactly. I, I, so I had my own stuff. I mean, not, not, you know, between running the event and then even make sure my shit squared away. Yeah. Like right. having you guys take care of those items and I got them, it's like, all right, I can trust these guys are going to do, do the, do it. Like they're right. good. Like I don't have to like micromanage it from a producer standpoint. Like they're good. And, and it, that's all I could ask for. It was, it was great. Yeah, man, uh, it was appreciated. It was yeah. appreciated, and okay. and like I said, I think Oregon Trail. It, it, I think Oregon Trail is seriously going to be bigger, just based on what we have coming. Uh, this year for like added immersion, like we like Joe's coming as the mess chief. He's gonna we're gonna set up a kitchen yeah. for him. We'll provide yeah. meals for the GIs. The NBA will also have meals provided. Uh, yeah. I believe Ken is just gonna be a full time NBA camp cook. Okay. Uh, so, right. so both sides will have meals provided. Not all of meals, uh, but at least the meal a day uh, right. will be provided by you know by the staff. Uh, mortar pit we're planning on. We have guys working on uh, basically building some kind of a mortar that may fire projectiles or at least just make noise and, and have the, bo the booms out there. So yeah. that that's something that we'll have a mortar pit. Uh, you know, Randy was a very lonely mortarman uh, last four years, three years. So. At least he'll get some companionship now. Yeah. Yeah. Out there, so. yeah. so Red Lake will have a whole bunch of buddies. I'll be excited to hear you know, multiple thuds coming from, you know, yeah, from the base yeah. and everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's really part of the, the project, uh, Jim. And I, Jim, I think you kind of, you, you had the same thinking that we did even before we met was that we wanted to bridge the gap between Airsoft and reenactors. And at the end of the day, we're really we are reenacting just using airsoft guns. That that's exactly. that's it. I, I tell guys reenactors that listen. I and I came into this this whole thing with uh, questioning airsoft. The guy airsoft, like you know what though? You guys done a complete one eighty, and airsoft is. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a, not is if you're gonna do something that's as close as possible airsoft is closer than reenactors because you know what because blanks don't hurt unless somebody shoots one in your head <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta duck yeah you can hit you hit there's no question well uh, you know? wait, some, some people duck sometimes the amount of times i have to yell at people to get behind an actual piece of cover <laughs> so they don't get hit is just astounding <laughs> that's why i think we should switch over to simunition so it really hurts that'd be great I, yeah, I, I took a chunk out of the guy's ear with Sendination once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God damn. tend to sting quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, definitely. But get your, your ass behind cover, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's, that's my point. It's like people, people will, uh, will stop thinking that they're the invincible Navy SEAL that they think they are and start realizing that fucking there's rounds incoming and they're not going to feel good. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those welts, they, uh, they stink. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, but like I, I thought, told guys, you know, and a lot of the guys in Lila, uh, have always had an interest in Vietnam, and uh, now they see that there's a, an outlet for it where, you know, we, could, we can 
be a part of a, a larger, you know, a larger organization as far as you know your events go. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Cochise or Oregon Trail. Um, and you know, we got guys excited. We had about a dozen guys excited about this, and that uh, or in the process of putting kits together or, or, or dusting their kits off. Right. You know, no, that's awesome, out. man. Um, um, mortar guys, we got we got three mortar tubes. Um, so we'll have hopefully we'll have three guns with us, um, blank firing and then projectile, depending on you know what you need. Right. Um, so there's a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Nice I I mean we we had I mean this. This event alone, I think, had the most amount of pictures taken that we've done. Even like compared to last year, we had a lot of pictures. And when I when we put up that photo dump, we must have over a thousand photos. At on least that. a thousand. Yeah, it was insane. How many photographers? You, your wife, Joe Sabia. Sabia, yeah. Uh, Chris Johnson had all those yes. uh, those disposal camera uh, shots were pretty good. Those came out. So I I think people like saw those and they're like, wow, this is like legit. Like this is. Oh yeah. You know. I mean. Yeah. The, Everyone has the same reaction, like, yo, I gotta be a part of this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what we want. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why we do make effort and, and want to improve. And But, you know, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, you know, bridging that gap, having more reenactors involved with our Absolutely. airsoft events. I mean, yeah. and, you know, here we are having this sort of, I guess, partnership that's been going on for almost a year, which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you, you, you know, like I said, we appreciate you, you know, taking your time to check us out and everything and I'm, I'm glad you know I met you guys you know I'm glad I met Mike and you know you know just try to you know have this all sorted out and everything I mean it's fantastic and you know hopefully it's like that for years to come you know well again as, as far as we're concerned you know we're uh, we're very very happy uh, we made this we made this connection yeah um, oh definitely man so, 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 uh, Jim, let's talk about the the fit training that we are. It's going to be in April. We don't have the date locked down, but the museum is gracious enough to let us utilize the grounds for that training event. Right. Well, uh, the the museum is you see it's it's like a the three part right machine here. So you got Lila. Right. Which is like the personnel museum, which is the vehicles. Yep. And then over at Page Village Restoration, which is the the, the ground, the right. land. You know, right. they have two hundred forty acre uh, place there, and uh, we're in good. We're, pretty, we're in real good with the director and all that, and we can pretty much do whatever we whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. what's not awesome. Blowing the place up, but and it's a, you um, know it, it's I'll, I'll admit the Long Island in itself. If you're coming from you know Connecticut or South Jersey, it is a little bit out of the way, but the the museum is so cool. I think it'll draw people. It'll be it'll be draw draw enough. And if we do an overnighter, like at least we'll give people who are driving four hours to be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna at least spend spend twenty four hours here instead of just a few hours. So yeah, and, and what we envision and what we've done for other events is that uh, you know, while we we do a big barbecue Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to worry about going out. But if guys want to go out, there are places, you know, within a, within a mile or two yeah. that you can get something to eat. There's a supermarket, you know, basically down the block. Yep. Uh, but when you're in, in the village itself, you really, you, you don't know you're in, on Long Island anymore. It's, it's, you're really, the, only, the only thing you do see is a giant radio tower in the distance, but <laughs> nothing we can do about that. Yeah. But uh, and we, can, we can turn that place into whatever we want it to be. 
Um, there's a giant field. We can set up all GPs like we did uh, at Cochise. Right. Um, any tentage we want, uh, we'll, we'll get whatever vehicles we can get out of the museum. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. And, and, there's, and there's trails through there we can patrol. Like, and, and there's some there's some bush in there we can break if you if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's the thing is it'll have it'll have that like that feel of like an in country training or or still like you know still in continental U.S. Uh, like a Tigerland yeah. kind of thing, you know. That's kind of that's kind of how I always like envisioned what fit training was. It's like yeah, it's basically Fort Benning for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and it's it's enough that I, yeah. you can you can you can stop patrolling in the morning, you know, on some of these trails, and you can go all day long and not pass the same place twice. And that's that's you know, cool at a patrol pace, you know. You're not yeah. you're not looking, you're not a marathon, you know. But it's it's a great place. It really is, and. People leave you alone, and as long as we leave the place like we found it, it's no problems. We have uh, there's running water, there's portable water, there's uh, there's uh, latrines, uh, you know, with real running water. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and like I said, it's uh, all the comforts of home. You know, and guys don't want to sleep out. We can we can arrange to have them sleep under a roof. Yeah, that giant building there that we can open up and have guys crash inside there. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Like I, I, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of like options and possibilities with this. So it's um, I, that's why I think like people will come. I, I think uh, unfortunately the guys most of the time with the fit training, it's it's the guys who don't need it come because they're they that's the reason why they go, you know, or that's why they don't need it because they actually do come. It hopefully will draw some of the guys who maybe were like on the fence when we did we're doing the one days in like South Jersey. Uh, that it's like we're doing this at a, a museum with actual like armor and tanks and there's a old uh, village there you know that that village was like that was like the field trip to go to when I was like a little kid it was awesome. uh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just yeah. great it really went right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again with, with this place too you know, we can we can make it into whatever whatever you want to make it you know right and uh, and, and, and you, the fact that you get to stay overnight like you said, it alleviates that whole stress of uh, I got to leave in the, you know at those dark thirty in the morning. I'm not going to get home till you know it's pitch black out. Yep. No, I stay overnight. You hang out. You know, have some fun. Get to know people, and you leave. You leave the next day. That's you really know, the, the museum. See the museum. Yeah. Take you know take a slow ride home. You know, you're home by you know well depending on where you live. You know, within four hours you you know you yeah. can leave twelve o'clock and be home by four or five o'clock if you live you know South Jersey or you know out in PA. Yep. Yep. And that's a, it is a good event too. Like like you said, like you know, meeting people and catching up on on everybody yeah. you haven't seen all winter because that really is like in terms of like the Vietnam airsoft season, that for us and a lot of guys is that's the first event. Like they, yeah. even if they're going to like our BS like green versus tan events all year, it's like all right now we got my Vietnam my Vietnam gear out. I got all my shit on. Like let's let's get it. Like I'm ready for the summer. Time to rock up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, hopefully, this will bring another dimension to what BAE does too. You know, and, and get the and and possibly get more people involved from you know from wherever. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, we so tickets will go once I have word from the cadre about what if the date that we have lined up if they're they're working on getting that date off. Um, if they are good to go, I'll once once I get word that they're good to go, the tickets will go live on the website. 
but it's probably going to be late April. That's what we're hoping for. So it's still somewhat warmer. Um, we can get away with it not being uh, too hot. You know, it should be warm enough to, to run an overnighter, I would say. Yeah, late April. Yeah. I mean, April's a weird month. You, you can get freaking snow on Easter, if, you know. But fingers, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll it's between 90 degrees there. or 32 with summer's yeah. rain. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so keep, yeah, keep, uh, guys, keep your eyes peeled on that. And we will let you guys know when, when that goes live. All right, so yeah, guys, let's move on and talk about the NomSoft season review. This this one, I mean, it's, we're probably going to be echoing and, and regurgitating what we talked about at like the the uh, recap episode podcast right. because we really were the only ones who did events. Everyone right. else canceled their events or... Well, now that we're a couple months separated from yeah. it, maybe we can yeah. just, you know, take a step back and really, you know... Uh, really take you know take that perspective in like all right let's let's see how we truly feel right so like my my thing as the producer is as someone who want who wants to to grow broken arrow it come like the, the I guess the biggest telltale sign of if we're growing or not is if our biggest event is growing right so would you say fruity would you say it's growing I say it's growing even during a pandemic we were still able to get what eighty people yeah and we had we actually almost had a hundred people signed up it was close to a hundred I think it was like. 86 to 90 people. So, could, you know, so. imagine if all this nonsense didn't occur, how many more signs we would have had. So, especially now that, you know, we had all the pictures taken, and obviously, you know, basically all these, you know, uh, you know, all these, you know, high praises, right. you, know, you know, whether it's on social media or in person. I mean, right. every, you know, whoever was involved is definitely spreading the word. I mean, personally for myself, I've, I've been telling my... Friends of mine who never were even involved with NamSoft right. or anything, right. and even they, you know, even them, they are interested in you know starting up a basic kit, getting the M fifty six gear and everything. Yeah, so, man. you know, hopefully that that trend keeps on going upward, especially once, like I said, all this you know dumbass shit blows over. And, yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll have some healthier squads next year. You know, yeah. like yeah. What do you think, CJ? What do you think, man? Yeah, man. I think uh, I think we're definitely growing, and it's pretty awesome. You know, like like you said, a lot of companies, a lot of producers, you know, canceled their events, and it just kind of made everybody's want for the for the nom soft to be better. So you know, they all came to our event, and we mm -hmm. kicked ass. Yeah, we did. Got a lot. We did. Come to our event, you missed out on a hell of an event, and you should just quit doing anything that's nom related <laughs> if you don't want to come to our event. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Agreed. What do you think, Mikey? I think that um, we are, uh, we've obviously been growing, like everybody said, but um, I don't know, I, 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 I try to sound impartial because, you know, we're, we're all doing this together, but right. I've been doing this for a decade and this is, this is the pinnacle of the Vietnam soft, the uh, Vietnam airsoft is, is at, and uh nobody else is, is even close to touching it so yeah. let's just keep, keep no going question. keep growing the community and keep uh keep it in this direction yeah keep, keep improving man going. like what you're trying to say can i add something yeah go ahead jim yeah. I, 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 my, my very first vietnam event so to say was coach Chisco. and i think i said it to liam as i'm not saying as you know yeah, it was a boomer talking. I had to do this a long time, but that was one of the best events I've ever been to. 
And you said I, that you said that on like Friday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I'm like, we didn't even do anything yet. <laughs> Appreciate I, it, I though, Jim. You know. Friday morning and said I had a great time. Yeah. But I guess to add to chip like, in, I mean, we we always forget about com. I'm gonna say always, but we forget about Comduck and how great that was. Dude, know, was that series is my favorite event of the year. Honestly, you know, but I love Comduck, man. You know. Like even that alone, I mean, kind of was like a stepping stone for this year in general to have. Yeah. Even though we only had what 16, 17 guys for that event. Right. I think. Yeah. I think the final number was it was twenty, but then we had a few guys not. But we had still, no shows. it was such a great event. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then obviously, what my goal? Doing? Yeah. I, I really want to grow that event in itself. Because um, that is so under. I mean, I guess compared to well, coaches. Yeah. It's like, uh, I. It's a hidden gem. Like I think our hardcore fans. They they've gone to it like obviously they're gonna go to everything everything Vietnam like, yeah. like they'll go to any any producer because they just want to do Vietnam stuff right but though a lot of those guys who go it's all the same crew it's like the guys they, they know this event's awesome so they yeah. they stick it out they they come back even with the low numbers and I I like the low the low numbers for that series because that's the whole point it, it is a lot of sneaking around being quiet not talking for eight hours a day and it's more manageable obviously on your behalf but, oh absolutely you know, man. but at least like I said it's very tight knit you know who you're going against and most, yes. the most tight part they're honest players who you know it's almost like a minute, miniature all star yeah. match yeah. you know it's usually the, the more hardcore NBA guys and the hardcore GIs that go as Mike Force yeah. uh, it's a great event I, Mike, like Mike or CJ like chime in like you guys you guys have done it as much as I have yeah, Comtuck this year was yeah. exciting as hell. I mean, from the start to the finish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, from right from the get-go, not even two, you know, we barely put two steps into the forest. Next thing you know, we're getting lit up. And even yeah. towards the end, we're walking away. I know. And we're still getting shot. I, know. I mean, it was incredibly exciting. And, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of wish it went on for another two, three days. I know, I know. <laughs> I heard, the thing is, I don't know, like, it's like a, we're like walking a fine line with it because I don't want to make it too big where then all of a sudden it's like we're doing... These two, the, like, these, Basically, the, big, the big August event takes so much out of us. Yeah, I don't want to do that to take away from the big August event right, we're doing right. in June or July or whatever. Cool. That's my yeah. thing. But still, I would still like to. I would make. I would like maybe to do like a mini, like a miniature base, maybe with like a top ten and maybe like a, a bunk space if yeah. we get more guys like back at base. But like I like I don't think I'd ever make it as right. as big as. As the Oregon Trails, right? Because the Oregon Trail, yeah. like we've like we mentioned before, how many times that's our Super Bowl and everything. Yeah. And yep. Like I said, you know, we, we just want to keep this a little more, you know, contained and. Yes. Yeah. And I think part of the appeal is the rucks only kind of more like the intimacy of that event itself. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Because that, that's the thing, like, my, like it's like the hardcore guys that want that experience, they're going to go to that event. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? we're always setting, you know, we're setting up the OP and everything. Yeah. You know, we're cutting down trees and bushes and everything just to, you know, make it somewhat manageable, and I love it. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, even last year for Daxiang, you know, same thing. You know, we had uh, Kiss, you know, sleeping in a goddamn tree. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't get any more extreme than that. Survivor man who... <laughs> Mr. Goat Trail. <laughs> So yeah, I would say I would say the the bay itself is growing, but the 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 Vietnam airsoft community is growing. Like even like East Coast Namsoft group, it's like it, we get people every almost every day. Someone joins almost every day. Like we have a new a new member almost every That's day. That's great, and hopefully yeah. they have something to you know bring to the table and everything. You know, I think contribute. yeah, I think people are catching on to like all right, you guys want that real immersive like event. 
the, the Vietnam airsoft stuff is yeah. is where it's at right now. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's you're gonna you're not gonna get that experience. At mo- you're like, not getting right? it anywhere else, yeah. especially here on the East Coast. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, Jim, Jim, he he saw it with his own eyes for the first time. He, he mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, this is this is this is awesome. You know. Yeah. So, but, you know, the, the whole the whole logistics. I mean. Just working the talk was, was great with, with, with Fred and, and Joe and, and Randy. Yeah. Uh, that in itself was an experience because uh, that was that was basically you know constant radio chatter and constant monitoring the radio. Yeah. And, you know, well, the, was, the thing too, Jim, you know, it actually it, it's a real working talk. Yes. It's a exactly. fully functioning talk. Like it, it actually does have a purpose because you know like you guys are directing traffic or at least giving us any intel that you may have or you know keeping our timeline and. And all that jazz. So, it, like, it, it has a purpose. It's, not, it's just not there for show, which I love. Yeah, it's like almost everything there has somewhat of a purpose. Yeah, we weren't sitting around with thumbs up our asses wondering and waiting for something yeah. to happen. No. It was comfortable. Yeah. It was cool. It was very cool. One of the best, like I said, one of the best experiences I've had. No, it's nice to hear, man. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Really, yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys do things, you guys do things different. I mean, it's, not, it's, 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 uh, it's refreshing. It's, it's, I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what we aim to do. Yeah, I mean, it takes it takes a whole year to plan it. Really, right. it took it. Yep. We're, I mean, we're in the middle of planning. It's like even, right now. Even so. with all this, you know, crazy shit going down, you know, twenty twenty still ended up being a pretty pretty good year for us. Oh, absolutely, yeah. dude. So I mean, yeah. I know we said that in January, and you know, I mean, like I said, they did take some events away yeah. from us, but you know what? It couldn't stop us from hosting Comduck and and Cochise. Yeah. So. I could have I could have done with one more Vietnam event, whether we were running it or our friends, you know, at Anchor Star or whatever, were, were doing it. Um, right. I could have used one more. I think, or like John, Honestly, that was six. They, yeah. What's up? I just wish that coaching was like two days longer. I know. I know, man. You know, the whole week. Maybe Oregon Trail would be a five six day. Event. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Wiki. I was talking to Wykander last night. Uh, he was he was mentioning um, he was trying to work out something with us and uh, one of the vendors to do a BB supply. So I mean, we can talk about that right now if you guys want to have a little debate about that. Do we do a BB supply? Do we do ammo supply, simulated ammo supply for Oregon Trail? I have reasons for it. I have reasons against it. I just want to know what you guys think. Like, go ahead. Like, Mike, what do you think? Um, I think it's a logistic that we don't really need. We're still growing and, uh, we still have, you know, other kinks to work out. So yeah. adding in the, the logistic of supplying people when like, I mean, we have, we have trouble getting place to place sometimes. So I mean, we have trouble. Um, we have, we can't rely on guys to not throw out water drugs. We bought them. Yeah. Like so, they failed uh, that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, um, I think it's a really cool idea and I like the idea of it. Um, just logistically, it's going to be difficult, and um, I don't think uh, anybody is uh, smart enough to handle it at this point. Yeah. What do you think, CJ? I mean, honestly, I've, I've always liked the idea of BB supply, but I mean, it, even like like when you go to like a Millsim West, there's still guys that hide BBs, like they boof them. Yeah. Or, yes. you know, like there's still always... So, I mean... It, it is a logistic that would be cool, but there's always going to be people skirting around it, and it's just another thing that we have to worry about. Yeah. I mean, if we get more guys on that pull weight, you know, then it'd be 
something that we could delegate to other people would definitely be doable. Well, that's that's the thing too. Is like now think about it. Like it probably would fall on the three officers of the company, right? It would fall on you two guys and myself. So that we're yeah. carrying, we are carrying the ammo and distributing when we need to. I'm like, do I need this? Do I need this to this logistic to worry about? I mean, it's a. Exactly. I guess it's a realistic logistic to, to worry about. And, right. and, but it's like, is it going? If it's like, are guys going to be annoyed because they're out of ammo? And it's like, yeah, that's part of it. But it's like, they're waiting all year to, to do this right. event, and then, then they're, they're they're it's just one thing that could possibly ruin someone's experience, right. or it could yeah. enhance it. I, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I I'm kind of on the side with uh, Mike and CJ where it's like, mm. are we ready for this yet? Do we you know like CJ and I have talked about doing it at one of the smaller events, like maybe like the the Com Duck or the the Battle of Duck Lap this year, maybe yep. we'll do a uh, supply run. It's worth, it's worth a test run. I mean, I don't see what what the problem would be. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I think, I think might... it would be cool to have it as something supplemental for the field. So if it really is getting hairy out there, we can get ammo to people. But, like, if, if you're having everybody rely on the ammo supply train, which is going to rely on our transportation core, yep. which relies on the vehicles working, which which relies on people being like intelligent enough to organize this stuff which i mean lord knows we're not yeah and and then at the end of the day you're gonna have people like i need more bbs i'm shooting all i'm shooting everyone i need more bbs yes and then like you have a line of fucking oliver twists lining up for more bbs and it's just like it, it i think it's gonna it seems like in our heads it's going to be like a cool immersive thing, but I think it's going to actually end up breaking immersion and game flow by having everybody be like, I need more BBs. Right. Like, I need, it, give me more. And the thing like, is, it, it, like Mike, like you said, like it needs to be like, a, it needs to be something that's like, it doesn't change the event or gameplay at all. It's an immersive thing that adds to it, but it doesn't really change the flow. Now all of a sudden it's like, all right, like we got to go make a BB run. Like why? Why are we doing? Why are we putting ourselves with that when we could just have everyone bring their own yeah, like, it's, stuff? Yes. Yeah. It sits somewhere in between trying to add an immersive element and then giving people a reason to have to go back to get more BBs. Right. Which is mm -hmm. Like we can. I mean, we can go simulate. Uh, simulate uh, having malaria. That like. <laughs> so everyone, everyone get, has malaria. Go eat the orange pill. You know, like. The, the, yeah, but see, then like that's like it's like why like. I know why. The way yeah. it is, what we're what we're doing right now is working. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's hard to disagree with what everything's been said, whether it's the logistics and everything. I you know I guess I'm guess I'm trying to play devil's advocate just a little bit would be it probably would teach people to just you know treat this more realistically. Oh, what, with, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, but our. our but like, are we going to rely on people to do that? But that's the problem, like what Mike was saying. I know some people don't have, you know, the wherewithal to, you know, serve ammo. Exactly, yeah. and everything. And like, you know, like you were saying, going back and forth would be such a pain in the ass to take you out of that immersion. But, you know, I mean, that's like, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, if there's some way that they would be able to cohere to it, though, I mean, it would be nice. Yeah. But like you said, working vehicles, logistics, um, like, like, you know, I mean, it's cool to think about, like, it's a realistic scenario. It's yeah. just, we don't have, we actually don't have the personnel to be a, a real supply train where yeah. it, it's not 
CJ, Mike, and I yeah. carrying extra bags of BBs to feed the poor. Well, you know? not even the bag. I, like I, Mike I said, guess, a whole bunch of Oliver twists on a rule on it or whatever. Of course. I know and I, and a cool idea would be in my head would be to have like an armorer that would have, you know, all the magazines, yeah. you know, stored in a weapons crate that were already made. And, you know, you'd be able to, you know, like I said. Well, that's the Sully. Sully actually yeah. has all the crates. He's like, yo, I have all the crates for it. I can do it. Uh, I, oh, yeah, I just got to think about it, Joe. Yeah, you know, so. But that's all I have to say about that. Other than that, I completely agree with Mike and CJ. So, yeah, because we all know yeah, how much definitely. of a nightmare that would be. And like you said, there's other kinks that we have to work out first before we even get to that point to take it more serious. Yeah, like Jim, have you guys done anything like that with blanks? Like, uh... Yeah, um, we we've done things. We've done merging events where we have uh, guys put in a certain number of uh, uh, of blanks. Um, sometimes we've we've had. To the, uh, box, the ammo boxes for them, uh, or they supply their own, or some of that stuff. They'll give us a bandolier right. of ammo with their name on it somewhere, or their initials somewhere, and that goes in their squad box, the ammo box. So when that squad gets resupplied, they get that box. Right. So it's like unlocking their ammo. Like they have already, they have the ammo already, but they're unlocking the use of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll we'll drive up, you know, throw out a bunch of crates. They're all marked, you know, first squad, second squad, third squad. Right. So guys, that squad gets their ammo. They're going to get it. It's in there. It's just a matter of you know, getting it out to them and uh, having a squad leader or an assistant squad leader, you know, take the ranks and make sure they get it. Right. Yeah, I like that. Kind of reminds me of how we we dealt with water last year. I think we need to master water first. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Like, like it's a very similar idea what Jim had. I think what I'm, and uh, I'm going to steal it from Southern Front Events is they had guys um, bring two gallons of water to like submit into the event, and that that goes part of their water supply. And I think we're we'll do something like that for the NBA. The GIs. I mean, I think the GIs are fine with just bringing their own water, and then we have supplemental water. That, you know, that Sully can bring in the truck when we when we need it. Uh, but I'm like I said, this definitely this year I'm not going to buy water, more water containers that got thrown out, just like they got thrown out. I'm not going to do that. So like uh, the NBA need to bring their own water, and we'll we'll just handle the supply for them. So I think that's it. I think that's. I mean, you guys think that's fair? Like we we ma- let's master the water supply first, and then we'll we'll explore doing simulated ammo. I I I mean. That yeah, can, it could be five years from now. Out fucking water. How are we going to figure out ammo, man? Exactly, dude. Exactly. Well, that, exactly. So I think I think we're all in agreement there. Mm-hmm. Agree, agreements or agreement? Agreement. I think agreement, yeah. Agreement. Agreement. All right. Since uh, Thanksgiving is next week, let's talk about what all of us are thankful for in the, I guess, in our adventure of running Broken Arrow events. I really didn't even think about it. I don't even have a have one yet. So I will start with CJ. What do you got, bud? Uh, I'm just thankful for everybody that you know comes out to the events and makes the events possible. You know, all staff. You know, all the uh, the players. Everybody that comes out. You know, it, we wouldn't be as big and as awesome if it wasn't for everybody. There you go. What about you, Mike? Uh, I'm thankful for the rising death count and growing closer every day to our own annihilation because the human race is a fucking mistake and we don't deserve to be here. Very nice, very nice. Uh, Ruchi, what do you got? I'm just thankful that we, we made it through without, you know, 
sacrificing too much and everything. We were still able to squeeze out two awesome events and everything. Plus, you know, our, you know, partnership with, you know, the Armored Museum. So that's yeah. always fantastic. And, you know, whatever future partnerships we have with other museums and everything. And, you know, like I said last year, thankful for the friends that I've made through through Bay and everything. And, uh, you for know, sure. For sure, man. I just, that's what I'm very grateful for. So I'm looking towards, you know, the end of this year and what, what 2021 has to offer. What about you, Jim? Well, I kind of stole my thunder. I'm thankful that Bay and Lila hooked up and that, uh, made some good friends. And, uh, I'm thankful, uh, thankfully looking forward to this next year coming. It's a better one. And I'm, I'm also thankful that O'Donnell's on my side. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I mean like i said i'm gonna i mean i'm not gonna echo what everyone else said but yeah like all my friends really all the broken arrow guys that's who i talk to you know that's that's my those are my people that's my circle uh very thankful for that i'm thankful that we were able to get coaches green out and mm-hmm. we pretty much ran most of our events unaffected thankfully thankfully yeah yeah um that you know and, and just i'm just thankful that we have a great staff behind us, but not just the staff, like the player base, our fanboys, I guess fanboys. The Bay Boys. Yeah, they're, I'm thankful for those guys. You know, we have the guys who, who aren't really staff, but they, they want to see the Bay grow. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're great. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, the, the last bit of big news we have is Oregon Trail tickets are going live. Black Friday, that is November 27th, they'll be heavily discounted. They're going to be about $40 off for the base price or the price with a t-shirt. You have two choices of t-shirt. You got the uh, the Bebop and Bunny yep. uh, Jazz Club, you know, Japanese Jazz Club. And then you also have the Bob Hope uh, Christmas Show shirt, which has like a cartoon character of Bob Hope. And we kind of, we made her, we made her like a uh, hybrid, um, who, was the, who was your girl? You, you picked her out that you wanted. Was it you you chose? I don't think so. I, I was going to draw Raquel Welch, and you wanted me to yeah, draw... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was... Raquel Anne margaret we did. Anne and margaret yeah. and, and Raquel Welch, yep. yeah. Yeah, so... It's one of the most comfortable shirts, that, one of the most comfortable shirts I've ever worn. <laughs> Which was that? The, uh, with the, what I give you this weekend? I gave you the... Good Vibrations one. Oh, the Good Vibrations, yeah. I wore a shirt the other day. It was silky soft. I, I didn't want to take it off. Yeah, that shirt. You know what's funny? Sully and I went out... And we, we both had good vibration shirts on. He had he had the green one, I had the yellow yeah, one. Nice. Two idiots. Oh wait, <laughs> I haven't got mine yet. You you have yours. Not a good vibrations. You one hundred percent have one. I gave it to you at the what the event that was supposed to be Ragnarok and you wore it home. I did? Yes. Oh you're right, I did. Yes. <laughs> oh you're super right. Oh yeah. okay. My mistake. I think Ferrucci... I don't think I have one. I may have one for you. CJ has... CJ, um... Is, yours is waiting still. I got mine. Oh, fuck you then. Uh, then I have fruit you somewhere, and I All think... Right. I think I got... You know how you wanted my one shirt? Yeah. I think I got you one in that color. Alright. I might be lying. I gotta remember. I gotta yeah, look yeah, I got a good I mean, shirt. Yeah. Yeah, I like those All shirts. Right. Those came out good. Yeah, definitely yeah. go to order with it. Yeah. So... Hey, but you know who we didn't give thanks to? Who? We didn't give thanks to Fred. You know? Wizard. The whole reason we're here is because of Liam. <laughs> and if it, wouldn't, if it wasn't for Fred, we wouldn't have Liam. I know, I could have ended up in a shower drain. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah man. It's still Wizard. 
<laughs> we love you, Fred. Be safe out there, wizard. Oh my God, we uh, we we do need him to come for a good rant. Oh yes. Uh, for for the uh, just the for like the whole year recap. Yeah, yeah. We'll, or we we'll give like a highlight, a highlight yes. reel of his. Uh, <laughs> He was interested. He was interested. He was in, yeah. He was interested. Um, he was hunting. He's he said he was like yeah. I'm, I'm out for like five weekends of the next like six. So I I can't do it. I can't swing it. But I think when we get the boat, we'll talk about the boat next episode. Uh, the P520. It's a lot of the base staff are crewing it right now. Uh, we'll talk about the boat more. Um, but when it gets up to Hoboken, I think my dad will uh will definitely be on. Yeah. Hoboken. Hoboken. Alright, if anyone does anyone have anything else? Uh Ferrucci, you wanna give us a sign off, bro? Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Oh no no stupid voice? No, no, just keep it normal this time. Alright, alright guys. Thanks for being on. Uh, thanks for listening, listeners, and we'll see you in the next podcast. One of those things is the Long Island Museum. Nope, sorry. One of those things is the American Armor. Oh my god. One of those things is the. Hang on. One of those things is. I can see her. Um. Uh. Hey, Brian. You mean the M48 pad? The pad. Right? No, M48. Yeah, they're there. M48 pad. In the front, right? That's. Yeah, yeah, it was the. So, yeah, so you can cut that out, right? Yeah, yeah. Sundown, you better take care if I find you've been creeping around. Correct. Wait, Liam, do you want, like, do you want uh, chicken teriyaki or hibachi chicken? Ooh. I could go for some hibachi. I think hibachi chicken. Fuck hibachi, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm, that's what I was thinking. Sometimes I think it's a shame when I get feeling better. Tugging on Christmas, tugging on Christmas, tugging on Christmas, tugging on Christmas. Uh. I can picture every move that a man could make getting lost. Man, I'm tugging on Christmas, and he's tugging on Christmas, and he's tugging on Christmas. And then, I'm talking on Fred, man. He talks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> if you don't come correct, I'm gonna find you.